All right, good morning, Grade Fours. So today is Monday, April the 27th. This is the first episode of our brand new read aloud called The Terrible Two. It is a story by Jory John and Mac Barnett. It was one of the YRCA books um, last year, I believe. Looks like a lot of fun and hope you got to see in School Zone yesterday just the little Google slide that I put up so that you know what this book might be about. All right, so chapter one. Um, we'll get started here. So welcome to Yawnee Valley, an idyllic place with rolling green hills that slope down to creeks and cows as far as the eyes can see. There's one now. And in the book, there's a picture of a cow chewing some grass. Some facts about Yawnee Valley. If you placed all of Yawnee Valley's cows in a stack, they would extend to the moon and back. But this is probably not a good idea since cows are afraid of heights and cannot breathe in space without helmets. In 1836, due to a balloting error, a cow was elected the mayor of Yawnee Valley. After earning record high approval ratings, the cow was re-elected to a second term. A statue of that cow still stands in the center of the town square. If you stand next to a cow for a whole day, you will hear that cow moo 100 times or less. Counting moves is a popular pastime in Yawnee Valley. Now I'm thinking Yawnee Valley, yawn, it must be a slow-paced place to live. Not much is happening there, right? All right, that's one. And this makes Yawnee Valley a very exciting place if you're enthusiastic about cows. Miles Murphy was not enthusiastic about cows. Chapter two. This is Miles Murphy. And in the picture, it's a picture of a boy with his head leaning against a window and a speech bubble that says, sigh. He's on his way to Yawnee Valley. Let's take a closer look at his face. Notice the scowl. Notice the gloom. Notice the way his face is pressed against the window and he looks like he's trying to escape. Notice the way he keeps sighing. That's 100 sighs today. Miles, please stop sighing. Judy Murphy said from the driver's seat, we're going to have a house now. Your room will be bigger and you'll have a yard. We'll have a fresh start. So a smile would be nice. But Miles could not smile because he was unhappy about moving to Yawnee Valley. He was unhappy about saying goodbye to his friends, Carl and Ben. He was unhappy about saying goodbye to his old apartment in a pink building that was close to the ocean. He was unhappy about saying goodbye to his old bedroom, whose four walls and ceiling were plastered with maps that he'd try to take with him but were plastered so well they tore when he pulled them down. He shouldn't have plastered those maps so well. He was unhappy about saying goodbye to Max's Market, his trusted candy supplier, and he was unhappy about saying goodbye to his reputation as his school's biggest prankster, which he had earned through years of hard work and brilliant thinking. Miles kept hoping they'd turn back and head home, but the car just kept going and was even now passing this sign. Now in the book, the sign says Yawnee Valley, population 9,980. Come look at our cows. Chapter three. It was well past midnight and Miles paced around his new bedroom. It was too big. The walls were too white. There were boxes everywhere. He should have been asleep, but he was awake because this room was all wrong and the house was all wrong and the yard was all wrong. Miles didn't care about big rooms or houses or yards. This wasn't a fresh start. It was a rotten start. He turned off the lamp that sat on a box and got back in bed. Miles couldn't sleep. Through the window of his old room, Miles would listen to the sound of waves crashing as he drifted off to slumber. Miles got out of bed and opened the window. Somewhere in the distance, a cow mooed. The air outside his old room smelled like the sea. This air smelled like cows. 
Today was a bad day, but tomorrow would be an even worse day. Tomorrow, he was starting his new school. Miles went to bed with a sense of dread. Chapter 4. Miles awoke with a sense of dread. He opened his eyes and stared at his blank ceiling. Last night, he dreamed it had all been a dream, and now he wished he was still dreaming. Miles shut his eyes tight. He tried to fall back asleep, but downstairs he could hear his mother shuffling around the kitchen preparing breakfast. Breakfast smelt like eggs and cows, although that might have just been the cows. Miles ate his eggs. They tasted like dread, although that might have just been the dread. The dread stayed with him on the car ride to Yawnee Valley Science and Letters Academy. <clears throat> Mom, what if I skip this grade, Miles said. Lots of kids skip a grade. Then I could just spend this year working on projects. You have a lot of projects. This could be my project year. Miles, when you skip a grade, you don't get a year off. You just start the next grade. I know that, Mom, but if I did that, I'd be younger than all the rest of the kids. That wouldn't be good for my development. That's why I think my project year is such a good idea. You're not having a project year. Maybe I could take this year to travel. You know, I've been wanting to see the world. They say traveling is the best education. Nope. Maybe I could take a sabbatical. Do you know what a sabbatical is, Mom? Yes. Do you know what a sabbatical is? It's basically a project year. Nope. They pulled up to the front of the school. Did you remember everything, Judy asked? Miles checked around him. He had his new backpack, his new lunch bag containing his lunch, his new binder, his new folders, his new jacket, and most importantly, his old pranking notebook. It was a boring-looking notebook on the outside, of course, so as not to seem suspicious, but inside it was a fabulous notebook filled with blueprints and maps and notes and plans for all the best pranks Miles had pulled. The ghost prank, the missing front tooth prank, Operation Soggy Homework, they were all in there plus others. Two cats instead of a dog, fish in the bed, lemonade without any sugar, mission pie. Inside was all the great stuff that had made Miles famous. Ketchup that looks like blood, raisins everywhere, Operation Sandy Shorts. On your first day at a new school in a new town, you got to decide what kind of kid you're going to be. You could be the smart kid or the kid who has cool shoes. You could be the kid who knows everything about old cars or current events or World War I. The kid who always has chapstick, chess kid, basketball kid, student government kid, kid who organizes canned food drives, front row kid, back row kid, kid who always has his hand up even though he doesn't know the answer. Kid who's allowed to see R-rated movies. Kid who isn't allowed to see R-rated movies but says he does and just makes up the plots based on the previews. Kid whose family doesn't own a TV and just wants to watch your TV. On the first day of school, you could fake a French accent and be the foreign kid. You could bring your teacher a gift and be the kiss-up kid. Expensive school supplies kid. Kid who sharpens his pencil ten times per period. The two different socks quirky kid. The kid who wears shorts every day regardless of the weather. Today was the day when you could decide to become a new kid and be that kid for the rest of your life. But Miles didn't want to be any of those kids. He didn't want to be a new kid of kind of kid at all. Miles wanted to be the same kind of kid he was at his old school, the prankster. Miles had been the best prankster his old school had ever seen, and he'd be the best prankster at his new school too. Bye, Mom. He got out of the car and surveyed Yawnee Valley Science and Letters Academy. It was a squat bright brick building in the shape of a squat brick. Miles looked around and saw all the typical school stuff. There was the typical marquee. That's like the sign outside Hillway Hamden that has messages on it. There was a typical flag attached to the typical flagpole. There was the typical gaggle of kids, the typical hedges, the typical trees, the typical school entrance blocked by somebody's typical car. Wait, 
That couldn't be right. Miles looked again. He approached the crowd of kids. Miles heard snickers. He heard snorts. He even heard some guffaws. There's a car on the steps, one kid said, stating the obvious. What is going on, said the same kid. I mean, seriously, can somebody tell me? This kid was named Stuart. Anyone could have told him what was going on, but nobody did. That sort of thing happened a lot to Stuart. Miles's heart was beating fast. The bell rang, setting off the car alarm. Nobody moved. I mean, how are we supposed to get into the school with that car there? Stuart collapsed into hysterical tears. Miles smiled for the first time since leaving his old town. That was a pretty good prank. Then he stopped smiling. It was a very good prank, he frowned. It appeared this school already had a prankster, a very good prankster. Miles Murphy didn't know anything about World War I, and his socks matched. If Miles wasn't the school prankster, he was nobody. Chapter 5. Principal Barkin was somebody. Actually, I'm going to stop their grade fours for this uh, episode, and I'm going to start with Chapter 5 tomorrow. So stay tuned. Hope you like it so far.